Welcome to another episode of Seasons of a Lifetime podcast, where we respond to the seasons of life with inspiration, storytelling, and laughter. I'm Dawn. And I'm Cheryl. And we're so excited to invite our guest for this episode, Akita Burris. Akita is a licensed therapist, and I'm going to have her tell you a little bit about herself. This is the month of May. And we are celebrating, before I have our talk, we are celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we thought it would be so appropriate to have Akita with us today. Akita also happens to be my aunt. I need to throw that in there. And she's going to tell you a little, <laughs> she's going to tell you a little about herself before we get the conversation started. Akita? Well, thank you. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of North Carolina. I have been working with, um, I, I was getting ready to say victims, but survivors of um, domestic violence and sexual assault. And I changed that to um, survivor because once you seek help, you're no longer a victim. And That's so right. it's advocating for survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault in later life that has led me to uh, the path of um, therapy and working more so with folks of the aging population. So that is my niche. Um, yes, I have worked with um, all ages, but right now the season that I am in is directly towards um, the aging population because I find that there's a lack of resources there. Um, Grateful to be able to integrate spirituality with psychotherapy without it being called Christian counseling, because that has been something that um, kind of sways the audience, um, the people that are coming in for therapy. Um, but it's it's a gift um, to be able to do the two and do it freely mm -hmm. uh, without it being Christian counseling. Ah, uh, what else? We got questions for you because you don't have to think of it. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> All right. You want to take the first question, Cheryl? No, she's not ready yet. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. It's all good. Well, you've already answered my first question, which is what is what season of life are you in? So thank you for sharing that. And what are some common mental health issues that people face? And what are the signs that someone might be experiencing them? And the reason why we decided on this, on this question is because we know that we have to have mental health awareness. That's why we have a month for it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't even talk about it. Um, we did have a previous episode where we talked about what, what, how do we go beyond awareness? So in your opinion, what are some signs of, um, of someone who might be experiencing a mental health issue so that we can reach out and help them? It's one thing to be aware that it exists. How do mm -hmm. we reach out mm -hmm. when someone is showing some signs? What do those signs look like? Okay, so I'm going to go back a little bit um, with the season. Okay. The season that I am in is more about community. Okay. And so with community, it's about fellowship. It's about coming together um, and uniting. And in that fellowship, we're sharing information. And so that plays right into what we're doing here. Um, you know, the people that are listening, uh, you, Cheryl, you, Dawn, mm -hmm. uh, we're in fellowship right now. So we are in community around um, mental health awareness. 
So you said that they've gone on, you've had another podcast where you um, talked about being aware. One of the things that um, I have noticed is that the stigma of mental health, okay? So now it's becoming a little more popular. And at one point I was getting upset because it sounds trendy. Mm. Um, but if that was the way, if that's the way that it's coming out, that we're getting to talk about it a little bit more, it's like, okay, I'm willing to bend, but people throw things around, terms around, um, mm -hmm. and that's not factual, you know, because somebody didn't speak to me today and they spoke to me yesterday, somebody will say they're bipolar. No, that's not, <laughs> right. that is not right. necessarily it. But again, if that brings the conversation about, and I'm all for it. So what are some of the signs? Um, one in five persons are affected by mental illness um, in the United States. One in 20 um, are severely affected by mental illness in the United States. So that's a lot of people. We all have challenges. Um, but what we have to do, what we need to do, and what we must do is learn how to manage it. That's where it comes down. But before we can manage it, we have to know what it is. And so you were asking, um, you know, what are what are some of the signs? What are the, some of the symptoms? Okay, so mental illness affects how we, um, it impacts our everyday life. Mm -hmm. You know, how we are going about things, how we're feeling, our behavior, um, our mood. Hmm. And so once we can identify some of those things, then we start looking closer at, um, you know, over, over a period of two weeks, let's mm -hmm. say. Um, am I feeling sad? Am I feeling... Um, withdrawn from my regular normal routines? Um, am I over worrying, you know, worrying too much about things where I can't concentrate? You know, it's almost mm -hmm. like it's obsessive. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Severe mood swings is another uh, indicator of, you know, something going on, something is off. You know, we, we talk about these different labels. I think I shared with that about how we go about these labels, but it's more about the behavior, the feelings, um, and how we're operating, how it's stopping us from our everyday life. Okay. Um, another sign is just, just feeling overwhelming. Um, mm -hmm. That overwhelming sense of fear where you get to that fight or flight, you know, your heart is racing. Right. Um, that's a sign right. that of, what we say is anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, that racing and everything, it's its natural. There's a natural fear there. But when it is taking you over um, and it's overwhelming, then they're, they're, that's one of the signs that you should seek some help. Oh. Um, another sign. Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, it's so a question that I would have. Um, mm -hmm. we we're talking about the signs. You said that you, um, your focus was primarily domestic and maybe sexual abuse. Am I correct? 
Yeah. Oh no, I worked with that. I worked with that. Yes. Yes. Okay. But that is not definitely my focus. My focus is all of mental illness. Okay. Um, but primarily the older generate the older right. um, section yeah. of the population. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I wanted to know, do you see um, where our community, well, we discussed this, I believe the last podcast, where what stays in this house will be in this house. And now we have people that are going out in the public and now they're acting certain ways because what stayed in the house stayed in the house and it's mm-hmm. coming out in different ways. How, how do you deal with that? Okay, so when you look for a therapist, you want to look for somebody who is, um, that you vibe with. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. it's about having conversations. So Mm -hmm. what stays in the house also stays in those rooms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you want to create a rapport with the therapist that you're working with, because a thing called confidentiality. Um, you want to mm-hmm. feel comfortable and safe in that space so that you can say what's going on with you. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's why I like the fact that we can also bring in um, the, psycho- the spirituality, mm-hmm. the spirituality piece in there, because that's a natural resource for some people. Um, sometimes there's harm, but for most, it's a natural resource. So whatever is still in that person's soul, you can tap into um, mm-hmm. to get to what it is that that's really shaking them, what's causing them okay. to feel certain ways. And so, you know, you can use parables from the Bible, um, whatever it is that that speaks to their soul, be it music, mm-hmm. um, those types right. of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something, um, I, th- I think a lot of your answers were based on like the person with the mental health issue, what signs they should be looking out for to say, Hey, I better, I better call somebody. I need help. What about those who are around them, their friends, their family members, their coworkers, what should they be looking for to go? You know what? Cheryl is not quite herself today. Or like, what, what are those signs look like? Because in my experience, it seems like and not my personal experience, but just what I see on TV too. It seems like when we get word that someone has committed suicide, for example, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she was like the happiest person, or she always seemed so, or she had everything going for her. We only see what's on the outside, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I think we brought up Twitch before. You know, we talked about Kate Spade before, and like these are people who were accomplished, supposedly happy, had children they love. Like what? what would their people would have, what would they have looked for? Or is there any, no way for them to have known? Cause I think there's a lot of guilt that those people leave their right. loved ones that with. Goes with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So part of that guilt is that we don't really ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oftentimes we don't ask the right questions because we feel like if we ask the questions, then we're left with trying to fix the person. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is not it. We need to be able to use our resources. Um, and so the key thing is just listening. Okay. If I were to look at, at Dawn, we had a routine and, you know, I don't hear from you, this, that, and the other, um, to check in with you would be the key thing. You know, asking the right questions. Sometimes people feel like it's being nosy, but no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's really caring. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I see something that's like, okay, Cheryl, okay, Dawn, I haven't seen you for a minute. What's going on? Okay. The key thing to ask is, how can I support you? Mm-hmm. Not how are you doing, right? Don't right, ask how are you right. doing. Right. Okay. So from personal experience, um, I would have this thing with my children. Mm-hmm. And so I would call my adult son. He would call and once a month at least. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything is always okay. Mm-hmm. until I got a phone call from his wife and said, no, things are not okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was a little bit of a crisis going on. And after that is when I said, you know what? I need to go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there'll be calls when it's like, okay, how are you doing? And I get the okay or mm-hmm. fine. But then that second or the third time we talked, Oh, no, we're going deeper than that. And I will say, okay, how's your ESPM? And then he knows to go a little bit deeper. And so the ESPM is, well, I used to say ESP. I just added the M. (laughs) Okay. I say, how's your ESP? And so the ESP was, how are you doing emotionally? How are you doing spiritually? And how are you doing mentally? Mm -hmm. I mean, physically. Okay. And then later on... Yeah. Then later on, I added the M mentally. And so that is key for me that I share with everybody as a part of self-care. Okay. Okay. That's a good question to remember. I'm going to notice that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because then you're touching on everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if, if I say, how is your ESPM? It's like, how are you doing emotionally? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and you should be checking in every day, at least 15, 20 minutes with all four of those. Mm -hmm. Am I feeling sad? Mm -hmm. You know, and then just speaking to it. Mm -hmm. Why am I feeling sad? Am I happy? You know, what's going on emotionally? Just being in tune with yourself. Um, and, and, And taking care of those needs. So, so, so mm-hmm. with that said, what are some of the most effective treatment options for mental health issues and how do they work? Okay, so one of the ones that goes across and is kind of like a foundational to other modalities is uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT. Mm-hmm. It's a talk therapy. It speaks to um, the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at how you feel, the way that you um, think about things translate into how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then your feelings move on to how you behave. So the premise is, if I'm thinking badly about myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sad. And then I'm going to withdraw. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So looking at those types of things, you can see if, you know, Dawn is withdrawn, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What What are you thinking about? Where's, where's your head? Where's your gut? Right. Um, those, those types of things. And you said yeah. the cognitive behavioral therapy is foundational. So what I think so modalities? because it, yeah, it, it, it transfers, um, 
all of it gets all kind of like meshed together. Even like when you have anxiety, you have depression, you mm -hmm. have some of the same symptoms. Um, and so with the cognitive behavioral therapy, you have some of the same things that are going over, you know, trying to change your mindset from a negative thought process to mm -hmm. a positive. Um, it's the same thing with dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's working with changing those skills. Um, Trauma-enforced uh, therapies, there's one um, that I use for trauma, PTSD. Mm -hmm. It's called EMDR, and that stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. Mm -hmm. And with that, the brain actually heals itself. Okay. Um, and just going back into some of the things that, that were triggering, you know, so you go back and it's like, is that true for you now? whatever trauma you experienced and you continue to just talk about it and process it out with using eye movement until it becomes mm -hmm. you know less of a threat for you and what do you mean using eye movement is to let the audience know exactly what does that mean when you're using eye okay movement? so with the eye movement um <laughs> it's almost like a hypnotic thing so you're using your eyes and you're going from left to right so you would be telling your client right. to do that. Yes, okay. yes. So you would follow your fing follow fingers from mm -hmm. left to right. Some people use tapping. Um, so you could tap mm -hmm. left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, um, while you're doing it. Um, and then it's what once that process changes and it's no longer a threat, then you lock it in and you want to go a little bit faster. Um, so and, the whole time they're doing that eye movement, thought. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, the whole time you're doing the eye movement, you're talking to them? Yes, there there are several prompts. There's eight, um, eight phases to the EMDR. And so there are several prompts. And sometimes you don't reprocess a thought at one session. Um, there are different things that is in place, like a safe place before you go mm -hmm. into it. There's always a um, preparation. Okay. So you develop a safe place with the client and that safe place and the safe word, you use that because sometimes you're reprocessing after the session. And so some of these thoughts will come mm -hmm. up, but you have to be able to be safe or feel safe until you can get back to the next session. So then you would use your safe place. Um, and that is kind of like imagery. Mm -hmm. So you would just um, go to that place. So, you know, you can smell the beach, you can hear the water, all of that to calm and change. Because oftentimes, especially with um, anxiety, it's the nervous system goes off track. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's why they would have like the deep breathing um, mm -hmm. to get your nervous system back on track. And right. you know, once you get your nervous system back on track, then you could talk about what it was that was um, that triggered that. Right. Interesting. So, so like you know, when when you go to the doctor and they say certain things to you, and you you're concerned about your physical health, you mm -hmm. change your diet, you begin to do things differently. So, 
what are some of the self-care strategy strategies, I'm sorry, that people can use to promote mental health, good mental health and prevent um, mental health issues? How do, how do we do that? We, is it a change of a diet? Is it, you know, how do we work on that? Okay, so it all works together. So you have mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to that self-care. If you check it in with your ESPM, you will have opportunity to maintain or balance your mental health. Mm-hmm. So you're checking in with your emotional. And if that goes on so long, you know, for a period of time that you're worried excessively, you know, you're overwhelmed, you're just stressed out, you're you're mm-hmm. sad, you know, those types of things, then it's like, okay, so you're monitoring that. And it's like, well, what do I need to do? I need to go and look at my resources. I need to talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. The same thing. So if you do that, then you're going to check with your spirituality. Okay, what am I, how am I feeding my soul? How am I centering myself? Um, mm-hmm. what, what is my gut telling me? Oh, I need to listen to some music to just get centered. Let the words resonate with me. Read scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just reach out in that way to just fill your soul, fill your spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you move into your physical so it's like, okay, how am I eating? Right. Am I getting the proper rest? I'm checking in with my sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. Am I getting the proper rest? Mm-hmm. Um, but how am I exercising? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, how did I move my body today? Right. Oh, right. I guess I need to get up and do like 15 jumping jacks. <laughs> you know, a little bit of something is... <laughs> I'll be <laughs> I like I like the way you described um, the self-care for the body, because I think you talked about things being trendy earlier. I think some people mm-hmm. have just um, they've latched on to self-care as looking like a bubble bath with some smooth jazz playing. Yeah, yeah. And the oh, candles. Done. So, yeah. And it's just about feeling good. And but you were everything that you said about the body, the body portion oh, of self-care yeah. was what can I do to do some, make some corrections? What action can I take to make corrections? Because, and that's acknowledging that something's wrong. You don't need to get up and exercise if you just exercise. So you just, you're correcting the things that you didn't do. Whereas the self-care that the world keeps talking about is just, let me just feel good, you know? And that doesn't yeah, really all Okay, so the, uh, the other part to that too is being intentional. And it's the same thing. Okay, so with the mental, it's, Okay, how am I stimulating my brain? Did I do? Mm-hmm. Can I do a puzzle? Can I read mm-hmm. something? And not just only for you, because we can't keep it if we don't give it away. Mm-hmm. So, did I right. teach somebody right. something today? Absolutely. Um, you know, looking mm-hmm. at those things, but it's about being intentional with all four of those things each day, um, right. and and journaling it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, we're big on journaling. Yes. Well, when you get to the point of life, let's say um, you're going through menopause, Mm -hmm. how do do women handle that? Because this, this also, you know, we hear Mm -hmm. this conversation. Some people are afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid. Um, You know, (laughs) but you're actually watching yourself change from who you were or seemingly Mm -hmm. who you were and you you're sort of reinventing yourself because you're 
nature is reinventing in, inventing you <laughs> oh yes so how, how do you handle that part and still stay sane <laughs> okay so i know it's going to sound crazy but those same four principles it works because okay. in those four things you're nurturing yourself Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at the aging process. And that's why I've, I've really taken on to older adults. So 50 and above, that's who, because we're not, as a society, we don't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many changes that we go through at that point. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. become the empty nesters. You know, we, we don't have the children there. We're probably out of our uh, marriages or, you know, now that the children are gone, we have to start dating our spouses again because you go. we have been somebody's mama, we've been somebody's <laughs> sister, their wife. And so we lose our identity. Yeah. You know, and we start um, introducing ourselves as so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's sister, so-and-so's right. wife. We don't even say our names anymore. <laughs> right, right. And so and we, we lose sleep. all of that. And then we start losing control of our body. You know, it, right. it's like you start going through menopause and, and all of these things are coming in there. So we have to be really intentional about unlearning the things that we learned in the first half of our lives. Yeah, Because they no longer sleep. apply. Mm -hmm. We don't sleep like we used to. So, you know. No. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so a lot of my clients they they're like oh my gosh if she says this one more time <laughs> if, if we have you have to have two things in, in my room a plan and a schedule okay because that's going to help you get through each day so mm -hmm. if you wake up at the same time each day, we're creatures of habits, wake up at the same time. And if you write this stuff out, we're making appointments with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if we have it written down as an appointment, we typically follow it. So if you write that, you wake up at six o'clock every morning from six to 6.15, you have a little bit of quiet time, 6.15 mm -hmm. to 6.30. You have a glass of water, you mm -hmm. read the Bible, you have your coffee, but noting everything because in there, you must build yourself in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. 30 minutes of that ESPN, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. And also putting in a block of time from one task to the next. Okay. You hear people mm -hmm. say that they don't, um, I can't catch a break. Well, let me tell you, you don't catch breaks. You take, <laughs> take them. <laughs> right. You have to take them. And if it's not on that schedule, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to take, take one. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. end up overwhelmed, Absolutely. scattered. You're missing appointments. Mm -hmm. Your day, you're just off kilter. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was a great help for me because I I can really center myself again, trying to figure out which way I'm going. You know, things just get out of control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, really real quick, quick. Yeah, I know this is. Go, to, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Now I was gonna say if you go to bed at the same time too, that's gonna help. Mm -hmm. I You're gonna get proper rest. Mm 
you know if you want to be in bed at 11 o'clock how long does it take you take you to get your sleep hygiene together so then you got to start at 10 o'clock if you got to take a bath brush your teeth um do all of those things to wind down Mm -hmm. then you got to start a little bit earlier so of course that's going to be on your schedule too Going to bed at the same time or at a reasonable time is also going to help with your physical mm-hmm. because guess who's not going to be snacking? Right. Because you sleep. Night. <laughs> why, is she, why is she on my block? Because I'm up at night. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. This is Probably so talk not, to a million of them. This is not yeah. fair. She's just like, wait, all my mail. <laughs> I told you. We never know what we're being lined up for. Right, right. <laughs> and you know what? If we were having this episode about maybe about four months ago or so, I would be saying the same thing that Cheryl says. But I did just that. I go to bed at 1030. Mm-hmm. And I allow myself to stay up a little later than that on the weekend. But I find that sometimes I'm just so tired. I wind up in bed by 1030 then anyway, because my workday starts mm-hmm. so early. I go to bed at 1030. But I got a mask a sleep mm-hmm. mask and it has the built-in um earphones headphones in them okay. and the headphones are flat and I'm a side sleeper so I can leave them in there I can fall asleep with it in there you know and I I listen to certain things either you know music there's a calm app that I'll listen to and I usually fall asleep before it goes off so mm-hmm. we'll talk later about what I found on Amazon <laughs> oh, yeah wow. so that that could help <laughs> you but I don't have insomnia anymore and I literally had it like Five times a week, I was I had insomnia. Mm-hmm. Four to five times a week, I was up all night long, and so I would just get up and do laundry, and then I try to sleep for a couple of hours, and it was really messing me up. And I'm like, I cannot live the rest of my life like this. Yeah. And now yeah. I I don't have insomnia anymore. I sleep. It's a, it's a real struggle, but and that's because the body keeps score of everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that it's the same thing with those traumatic responses. And that's why we have to train our brain that that's not true for now. It's not true for today. It's not true for this minute. I don't have to be afraid of um, going outside unmasked. Um, You know, COVID is no more, Mm -hmm. but we do have to go back outside. And, you know, fear and all of those things breaks down the immune system. Absolutely. So, as, as well as stress, right. um, stress um, quickly becomes disease. Right. And I have folks, if you look at the word, it's dis-ease. Mm-hmm. And mm. so, you know, stress is nothing but dis-ease. And so it manifests itself right. in types of, all types of um, illness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That was one of the things that they stressed to me. I could not have, you, you have to learn how to manage your stress. And um, oftentimes I try to, if I see people that are stressful, I move them out of my circle. I like, I can't, I can't deal with you with your stress. And I have to, I have to do things that are going to be settling for me. I have mm-hmm. to be calm if, if I'm going to, you know, if I have to do whatever I have to do, I can't be carrying your stress in mind <laughs> it's just right. not gonna work um yeah. I try to move in some sense of peace about what I'm doing you know I've prayed mm-hmm. about it okay I'm moving forth in this if you're going to be stressful you need to move because I can't handle that 
Um, and, and it becomes challenging because we've been through a lot um, as, a, as a country, as a world. You know, we're still going through a lot. We just had long conversation earlier today about triggers, um, dealing with, um, you know, going to the mall, being in school, going to the mm-hmm. supermarket. We don't know who's mm-hmm. going to show up there and just like lose it because they're going through a mental crisis. And then that, you know, results in massacres and, and different things like that. So yeah, that's so vitally important. Everything that you're saying, like, we need a tape of this. Can you give us a tape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we can go back. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's about creating healthy boundaries. Um, We should not live in fear. And again, that's where that spirituality comes in to to tap into. It's like, um, okay, so (laughs) I have a few clients that come in and they are so deep entrenched into the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I would say, okay, I need you to get out of your jeopardy head because that's where you are. You have focused so much on learning and reading and learning and reading. You need time for practical application. Mm-hmm. And the time that you're feeling overwhelmed is the time for practical application. So what happens to your faith? What happens to the things that you are studying when do you use that i mean what's the purpose besides jeopardy (laughs) we call that you saw heavenly minded you're no earthly no earthly good when do you apply any of this you have to remind people i'm I'm a pastor that believes in doctors um the the bible the word of god and doctors we have to incorporate those two together mm-hmm. to make things work there are people that are blessed and anointed by god who are doctors and mm-hmm. therapists that are here but we have to use that and know that they're here to help us so you know right right and that's what i go on for also you mm-hmm. know if you trust and believe then you're going to have faith that he's leading you to the right person and the right person is being guided by that so mm-hmm. what are you gonna do you just summarize the conversation we had this morning mm-hmm. in church right kind of summarize that because you said you know if you're gonna have faith like then why are you worrying that's another thing we keep saying but we don't mm-hmm. always practice it when we're in the midst of worrying so it's something to be reminded sure. of and then if you're studying so hard and you have all this you're, you're fueling your spirituality with all this studying and scripture and so forth. But then when it's time to apply it, the fear takes over. So what, so what, what is that? Instead of saying, you know what, I'm fearful. You have to say, well, here's my opportunity to put it into action. So mm-hmm. you, right. you, you summarize a lot of what we talked about this morning. That's, this is so good. What's in your arsenal? We study all these words, mm-hmm. everything about not having fear. And then when something hits you, you forget all about what's in your arsenal. So now mm-hmm. are you putting on the full arm of God to move forth in what mm-hmm. you need to do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. All of this strengthens us. Right. right. Yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. This is great. So yeah. I, one, one of the final questions, I think this will be one of the final questions, um, is people don't, they don't always know what they don't know. So when they're looking for a therapist, they've gotten to the point, they've kind of gotten to the um, past what we've already talked about, they know something is wrong. They see the mm-hmm. signs in themselves. I'm sad, but life is pretty good. I like my job. I like my spouse. I like my children. Like everything is okay. So why am I sad? So they've identified that something is wrong. 
how how do they go about looking for a therapist? You did say you have to vibe with someone, and I think most of us know what that means. But what are some good questions to ask a therapist before you decide? Okay, this is who I'm going to hire to help me. Mm -hmm. So first, we have to know what we want. Kind of like what I was saying before, we have to know what before we can manage what's going on. So what is it do I want in a therapist? Shopping just like you shop for food, your doctors or anything else. Mm -hmm. What is it that I want? What are, what are the ingredients that would make up uh, somebody that I think I would connect with? So mm -hmm. am I more comfortable with a female? Am I more comfortable with a male? Um, age, um, what, a, what is it that I would feel, who would I feel comfortable in talking to? Mm -hmm. um, and and go off of that. You mm -hmm. know, ask, ask the person, you could shop on um, psychology today um, and looking for therapists. You can ask your uh, healthcare provider, your PCP, Mm -hmm. You know, for recommendations, you can call your insurance company for recommendations. But the key, I believe, is to find out what it is that you want. What are you looking for? Mm -hmm. And um, whether or not the insurance co is covered by that. So when you're right. talking to somebody, it's like, do you accept my insurance? Okay. Um, and what modalities, you know, what, what do you practice? How do you practice? What is the expectation? Mm -hmm, okay. Okay. And then you can get a feel. Most times there's like a 15 or 20 minute consultation with the therapist. Once you get, um, you know, you get a list or you find out, okay, from word of mouth, friends, maybe somebody else used them. Not to say that you're going to vibe with that same person, but at least it's a start. Right. Um, and just ask them what it is that, that they do. If they're um, experienced in what it is that you're looking for. Okay. So mm -hmm. the key too is not to be looking for a fix. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Counseling and therapy is more about learning how to manage life on life's terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not a so one and no done cure. and everything's better. No cure. Yeah. Right. There's no cure. We just have to learn how to manage life. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the therapists or counselors, they are skilled with different ways to help bring out what is already in you. Okay. Right. We all come here. We all come equipped with everything that we need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's hard to tell people. You have everything you need is inside you, and they sit there and look at you like you have lost your mind. <laughs> True, but but it's it's such a but fact. that's the start and that's what i tell everybody mm -hmm. you know anybody that comes in that room you are equipped you came here pure with right. everything right. that you need mm -hmm. we have been socialized and traumatized sometimes to believe different right but while right. i'm on the other side and you're sitting there i'm going to walk with you through this journey mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah to help bring out those things with you. Sometimes it's scary, but you know what? Not having to do it by yourself mm -hmm. right, right. Um, is a journey that we can walk together. Right. And while you might not believe in you, I'll believe for you until you do. 
Wonderful. I'm sorry. Do you have a do you have a couch in 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 New York so I can come to that? <laughs> well, we can do it just like this <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. At first, I didn't like practicing um, via telehealth, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it it became okay. I just enjoy people in my room. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and one of the things that get me in trouble, you guys said that y'all are friends and you started this because y'all are two people that like to talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I guess it's in our DNA. <laughs> <laughs> we, would, we would actually get on the phone and have these long, in-depth conversations and go, that's a podcast. So th that, that's how this started. <laughs> okay. That was another okay. episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, the great information that you've given us, um, especially for such a time as this. And, and I know we say this every um, podcast, but these things are just inspirational, but they're nuggets that we all can carry. Because if, if it's not us, it's someone that we know. Yes. It's like one person away um, who needs to hear. There's some place you can go. And sometimes, you know, People don't want to come into the church. They don't, they want, they don't want to talk to the pastor, but it's nice to know that, that there are therapists that still believe in God and say mm -hmm. that this still can work. Let's, let's go about it a different way, but it's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you made me think of another question too, because you were saying, you know, we're born with everything that we need. And so sometimes it's just the therapist or the counselor that can help bring it out and help people know, learn how to use what it is we were born with. What about those who were either born with or later on it's determined that they have a chemical imbalance that is interfering with them being mentally healthy? How do you feel about okay. that? Because you know there's so many medications and side effects to each right. one. And so with that, I would say to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking for a therapist, if you feel like there is a chemical imbalance, because we're not just, you know, mental illness doesn't just come from uh, the way that we're socialized. You're right. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes there is a chemical imbalance. Only psychiatrists and psychologists can prescribe medications. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, therapists counselors we are not licensed we cannot prescribe medications mm -hmm. the brain is so complex mm -hmm. that it takes different um iterations of trials to find out which medication you met metabolize best and how um so it it takes a while before you can get that right combination Okay. Taking mm -hmm. medication doesn't necessarily mean that it will be lifelong, mm -hmm. you know, but it's enough to balance you out so that you can practice skills to help you manage life on life's terms. Um, there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. I just say be patient with it. The right. whole right. thing with um, counseling, therapy, mental illness, it's a process. You did not become who you are. In the times, you know, mm -hmm. you showed up and you're saying, yeah, overnight. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to take some time to reprogram your brain. Right. And right. not to say that we won't go back because what we've learned is so ingrained. It's second nature. Right. And so, you know, we'll take two steps forward, 
mm-hmm. and one back. Mm-hmm. Don't be discouraged because mm-hmm. all that means is it's just like hanging a picture on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The picture up, you're there, it looks good. It's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you take a couple of steps back and you're like, ah, oh, that's mm-hmm. crooked. Crooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go yeah. forward again and you make the adjustment. Mm-hmm. That's how um the therapy process, I believe, works. Or mm-hmm. any type of change works. We continue to have to adjust. Yeah. Adjusting. So I'm, I'm so glad we're you... having this conversation because there's so as much stigma as there is around mental health that seems to be going away a little bit. There seems to be mm-hmm. more awareness, like mm-hmm. we talked about before. And I think there's even more stigma around taking medication for it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard it so many times, you know, if you feel like you're ill physically, you go to the doctor and they th- if they prescribe something, then you take it. But if it's a mental thing, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. I'm not taking it. But if something that you're born with is something that whatever happened, you chemically, you're off and you need to have medication. I'm glad we're having the talk and that it's not always permanent, you know, Mm -hmm. lifelong medication and you just have to learn to manage. So I'm just so glad we're having this conversation. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, a lot of people, um, don't stick with it. Mm-hmm. because it takes a while, like I said, before they can get it in their system mm-hmm. where it's balanced just right. right. Um, like anything else, even when we have different illnesses outside of mental illness, mm-hmm. physical illness, and we take medications, we can be altered by the medications that they take and we feel loopy and we feel such and such a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with medications for mental health. And so it's like, oh, I feel like I'm in a fog. I don't want to continue taking this. Um, And that's why I say, you know, be patient with it. Um, Give yourself a chance to let it metabolize in your system. Let your system get Mm -hmm. used to it. You know, it might take a month um, before Mm -hmm. you start feeling like, okay, this is for me or not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but don't just automatically discard it and say, no, I don't want to do this and talk to the provider, right. um, let them know how you're feeling so that they can taper it up, taper it down, um, make those adjustments, mm-hmm. make those adjustments. Right. Very good. Very so good. how would someone reach out to you, um, if they wanted to, um, talk to you, get a consultation, and possibly be your teller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so right now I'm practicing through CareNet, CareNet counseling um, in the mm-hmm. Triad region, and so okay. they can go to my email is directly CareNet counts at wakehealth.edu. And for those of you who are driving, we're going to have that in the show notes. So they will be in the show notes. You'll be able to look that up later so that you can get in touch with Akita Burris. Okay, well, thank you. Get that schedule. (laughs) Get that schedule. Practice that ESPM. That's right. We have schedules at work. We need to have a schedule for life. Yeah, right. I'm getting off right. So you can see um, <laughs> exactly what's going on, where you're spending your time. It helps with everything budgeting, uh, right. day right. night, 
um, all types of relationships. You have those things built in and you see where you're spending your time Mm -hmm. and it makes for a little bit more sanity. Right, right. Well, you look very calm. You look like you're walking in peace. I, I want to have that. I want to grow up to be just like you. It's always been calm. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> careful what you wish for, huh? She's in peace and calm over there. I'm I'm just excited. Yeah. <laughs> the possibilities. Oh, goodness. She well, chose the right you. profession. She's always been calm. I like, had no idea. I had no idea. And Nana was saying, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially when I, I started doing the residency integrated psychotherapy and spirituality, mm-hmm. I'm like, who knew? And she'd be there. This is my grandmother, my grandmother, your my mother, mother, my grandmother. grandmother. <laughs> yeah. She would be there and she'd say, he knew. And I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful because I'm feeling it even coming through the Zoom. So <laughs> this, is, this is great. I'm, I'm feeling it. This is yes. wonderful. The preacher yeah. needs help too. <laughs> oh, we all do. Don't we, we all? all we yes. have a little bit of help from our friends. And that's why I say, you know, if you don't have to do it alone, don't yeah. use your resources. That's the key. Yeah. Use your resources. You know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So you know Dawn. Dawn knows somebody. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And just to clarify for the listeners too, you said in the triad area, I don't know if people know the state. So that's North Carolina. I thought I had said that initially when I, um, okay. I didn't know. When I introduced myself. I'm sorry. Okay. Cause I heard Cheryl earlier say New York. She said New York earlier. I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I want to make sure the the listeners know. We know. Uh Yeah. Okay. Triad of North Carolina. Yeah. By way of New York. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Always. (laughs) So this has been wonderful. It has been a beautiful conversation. I know that you are helping people and you are going to continue to help people because this podcast will be available and it will continue to be available. So we can listen to it over and over (laughs) and over again. So that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And what we like to do here at Seasons of, of a Lifetime Podcast is end each episode with a little seasoning. And that's usually in the form of a quote. So for this episode, I have one from Noam Spencer, PhD. And what Noam has written is mental health is not a destination, but a process. It's about how you drive, not where you're going. And I think that sums up a lot of what Akita shared with us today. So thank you for that again. We appreciate you so very much. Thank you. And for our listeners. We thank you for listening. As always, we thank Akita for taking time um, to spend with us today. We want you to subscribe and share. We are nothing without you. Definitely, um, as you support us, leave little notes for us. Let us know episodes that you want us to do. We thank you again for listening and have a great day. Know that there's somebody there for you. <laughs> yes, use your resources. That's right, community. There's always a resource. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, listeners. Bye. Thank you.